this is, is this the reason that you are not a trumpet player today? Something happened to my computer and every beat I had ever made oh, wow. was gone. Yeah. But they saw me there sitting on the couch. I was almost passed out, but I wasn't holding whiskey. Mm -hmm. I was holding a bottle of Pine Saw. Damn. I said it's nothing to me. Ain't new to the ring. I son anybody who wanted with me. The stupidity. If it's I and it's you, then one of these things is losing to me. Who could it be? Who could it be? Will it be you? Indubitably. Host Ader, the undisputed podcast for the independent music industry, with your hosts Clef Wonder, Jordan, and Calvin the Second. What up, though? My name is Calvin the Second. This is Clef Wonder and. Jordan, and this is the Post Later Podcast. Yo, Today, yo. we are talking about what moment did you have in entertainment that made you want to actually quit the game? And what did you get, what happened, or what did you do to make you say, like, man, I'm not quitting, I'm going to ride it out. Well, you know, the first time I met Calvin, I was ah, like, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. I was like, you know what? Yo, what if that was yeah. true, though? <laughs> damn. Because I did kind of come out of yeah. I used to not have studio etiquette, uh, nah, kind of, <laughs> No, it's kind of a true That's story, funny. and I, like, said That's some funny. stuff about a session that may or may not have been true. I don't know. I don't have a song, but, nah, nah. yeah, what? that would have been. I'd be like, I hope you didn't quit over that. That nah. was trash. Now, fortunately, yeah, no, nah, nah, we was good there. We was good there. Now, I'm more so saying when I was exposed to, like, oh, like, oh, he's doing it? Oh, then that's, I feel like, it's just nothing that's to aspire funny. to. Oh, you my know God. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, ew. Like, let me find something more challenging. <laughs> let me be a, I'm going to be a dentist. Mom, you were right. <laughs> let me chill. <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. I, honestly, uh, do you have, like, a more immediate story? Because I'm, I'm pondering that right now. Mm -hmm. Me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't have to have names in it if it, I don't know how private these so things are. So the, the question is, a moment where I contemplated. Yeah, where you were like, seriously, were like, close let me it. like actually quit. Oh, damn, I have two. I just remembered another one. I mean. Oh, my God. It, uh. it, are we worried about getting too dark of a moment? No, like, no, 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 not no, at no, all, nigga. bro. But okay, but you also have to give the, 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 the light or the J light, as some people say, to how you got out of it. Um, you have to say, you have man. To say. I, you know what? I'm gonna keep it 100. Because it's, 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 okay. a whole buck, okay. please, and a couple of extra cents. Because oh, um, I will never really say that I came close to actually quitting music. Really? But I, no, I really didn't ever come close to it. But I did come close to quitting life which would have ended the music career, and it was because of music. Mm. Ooh, so, okay, okay. So, and it wasn't just because of music, but I basically went through a, like, a, I want to say this. I went through maybe a series of unfortunate events. Damn. Shout out Lemony Snickets. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, and I want to say, from my junior and senior, junior and senior year of undergrad, I went through some, events back and back and forth, back and forth. Um, I was, well, for one, I was dating someone previous to that. That didn't work out. Uh, it got pretty embarrassing because she ended up having a situation with another dude in her home country, and that dude happened to be a good friend of mine, but they, mm. they never told me. Mm. Um, so they never told me, but his best friend told me. And while they were still there, and you know they were also posting all these pictures on Facebook, hanging out, and my dumbass set them up, 
because he was like, I'm going to X country, not going to put it out there. I was like, oh, you should look up X girl, you know. And they had already known each other? Yeah, we all went to school together. I was like, yeah, she going to be there then, she going to be there at that time. I'm actually coming out there this month. Now, this no, is, but that's very this is... actually secure of you. That's like on some like, oh, no, yeah, hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on. Were you and the girl, and the, I'm not saying this from like a, oh, he was in the right. I'm just saying this for context. Were y'all already broken up? No, no, we were we were together at this point in time. At oh this, my no, god! No, at, at this point in time, we, this, we were, yeah, this we makes were together so much at worse. least. Yeah, this is cold blooded. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we were we were probably together at least a year or something like that at this point. So Jesus. Um, so let me just say, yeah, we were probably together about a year. So um, at that point, yeah, and this is a guy that you know I was pretty decent friends with to the point where I've given him like shoes i've given him clothes like he's been at my house like Damn. i like those shoes i like those clothes we because he did he's I, like i like that girlfriend i i had a small studio this is like Sheesh. when i first started doing audio in undergrad um but i was actually in school for something else for performance but i started like getting really into audio and stuff like that so i built a little studio me and my roommates mm -hmm. and then um he was part of this band and they would come over and record i let them record for free for free because i like the band so um yeah so we were that cool you know he went in my closet like those shoes are dope i was like you can have them Cause I don't wear them, um, you know. So we were that cool. We played a couple of ensembles and whatever. So that's how that. That's like y'all are friends for real. That's yeah. That's so we not yeah. Like so we were associates. friends for real. And then uh, you know they did some not drugs, but you know got some absence, some stuff like some things happened that shouldn't have happened. Uh, and she wished it never happened, but she tried to keep Blame it, it from me. Absinthe. Yeah, you know. So that's part of one story. Let me but, tell you. Um, on after that. I um, got hit in the eye. So I was walking down the street in Boston, and, you know, it snows a lot. So they're putting down salt on um, black ice almost. Yeah, yeah. It ricochets off a car, hits me directly in the eye. And I'm like, I'm bleeding. Like, how big is the chunk of ice? I mean, salt. I don't know. All I, do, all I knew is I'm walking down the street, and it was just like that. Wow. Damn. And it knocked me straight to the ground. I didn't know what happened. I thought somebody threw something at me. And uh, but the salt truck had some rocks. It ricocheted off under the car. Or something hit me directly in the eye. They found me laying there. Were they, you knocked out unconscious? Yeah. Um, oh my! God. How soon after the last event was this? This was like so same day. This was that'd be wild. This was like kind of like the same year. So after the event of the other stuff that happened, but me and my ex-girlfriend, we're still cool. Like, we're still really, we're friends at this point, trying to work through a friendship. Okay, okay. So she, so she was kind of there for me at that moment, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but blah, blah, blah. And then, so that was bad. Had to get surgery on that, couldn't see, could have read the patch for a while. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that happened during that entire period was that um, I was playing basketball, and a friend of mine, I'm not going to throw his business out there because he's, you know, a good dude. But he is a guy. Family. Uh, you know, got a little bit overzealous playing basketball. Mm. Oh, you know? is this the? Oh, I'm and so, sorry. And then basically, he tried to go up for a layup, like, and I kind of already had, kind of, I had the defense on him already for this block. Like, it's about to happen. It's a blocking. So foul. he just kind of like goes through, like, just trying to knock me out because he knows it's like I already had him on the defensive end. Yeah. And his shoulder uh, hits the bottom of my chin like the, and my top teeth crush all my bottom teeth. Oh, shit. So this is all within like a seven-month period where I lost vision in this eye. I lost all this bottom teeth. Keep in mind, I'm a trumpet player in school for trumpet on scholarship for trumpet. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I can no longer play. I have some pretty pissed-off teachers like, we spending money on some black kid at this But I remember that's not going to be able to play. Yeah. So, so I, I couldn't play. I'm dealing with the ridicule of this relationship 
that everyone knows that she cheated and all that stuff. It's like we weren't a secret couple. We were both because you know how certain schools, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shout out to NEC because they definitely, you know, y'all, y'all helped me do a lot of things. So I'm not going to say this is a bad thing. But you know how certain schools try to get extra color in their school. You know, how they market. So Ebony. So me, action, huh? me and this girl, we were <laughs> not only on magazines, we were on literally the billboards of the school in the city. Ooh, damn. So, so people like holding knew, hands on the bed. No, 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 they, like, Damn. no. They just knew us individually. So when we were actually dating together, people thought it was like, oh, those two people, uh, the black guy from the jazz department, and all that. He's playing with these people. She's playing on. If I say too much, you'll figure out who she is. Um, um, and then so that's how that was going down. You're giving and, too much info. Yeah, but either way, <laughs> this is like, like a nine month period. This is a nine month period. And locations and billboards where <laughs> I'm just like, all right, now I can't play trumpet. I can barely see. I'm dealing with this relationship where she really actually still just wants to be friends because she felt so bad about what happened, but she no longer wants to be together anymore because of all of the things that happened. Girl, you better go find somebody else. So, uh, no, it it was pretty bad. And then I'm like in this apartment. With a patch on his eye and broken bottom teeth. Yeah, it was pretty I feel you. I understand the quack. hopeless, hopeless. It's bad. (laughs) One of my roommates came home and, um, Saw me Teethless. sitting in the dark in the living room. Oh my god, man! And he he told me what happened. I I, I don't and I believe everything because I kind of was like blacking out at the moment because I was just like, "This is I, when you came to after." No, 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 no. This is like this is after time had passed, like maybe a month or two had passed because I'm just mm-hmm. dealing with stuff and then like like the the public ridicule the stuff of my relationship humiliation I and teeth and stuff like. Everyone knew about this, even the dean of students and stuff like that. Oh like, like everyone knew. Like, it's to the point where everyone sees you and they're like, "Oh, this is some thirteen reasons why type uh, shit." This it, is bad. <laughs> this no, is reason was, five, yeah. nine, yeah. and thirteen. It was, yeah. it was pretty this bad. Is fucking... So when my when he come, uh, he came home. He said, "I was sitting there on the couch, like I had been drinking a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot of." Like just whiskey and stuff, like a lot during that time. Like Man, they, they said, I had a lot of bottles around, and I just would drink it because I get smaller ones, thinking that I'm not going to drink that much, and I end up drinking the whole thing. They said, but they saw me there sitting on the couch. I was almost passed out, but I wasn't holding whiskey. Mm-hmm. I was holding a bottle of pine saw. Damn. So, uh, and then they rushed over to see if I drank any. And they wasn't even sure. Then it's a whole hospital thing. I didn't find out I didn't drink any at all. But, and then it was just like, were you thinking about it? How did you get the pine salt? And I, I probably, at some point, got to that point. I'm just thinking like, I'm, I don't know. So I, it got that deep. And then I got, the school found out. They excused me for a while. It was like, you you got to go. You got to go see somebody. When you say excuse, does that mean that they like permitted you to leave? Or they were like, no, nah, you have they to They permitted go. me to leave mm-hmm. with, with an open end date to come back. They said, you mm-hmm. got to go take some time. And we don't think you should do it here. So that's when I went to go stay in New York for a few weeks with my friends. Uh, uh, I feel like I told you. I can say his name, Vilray, um, with Rachel and Vilray. I remember that. I, yeah. Did you hit me? I think I was in New York at that time. I think you might have hit me up, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, you might. That's part, Yeah, maybe. Um, mm. But, yeah, I went to stay with him, get clear heads, talk to a psychologist for a while just to get my stuff on. And then I came back to school, like, after, I don't know, three, four weeks. Um, uh, you know, I got my head back on straight and then, you know, just stuff like it was basically, it was just too much going on. And then I began this long rehab of like practice. Just like, I was like, at this point, like I got one year to get into grad school. I basically can't play in these ensembles. I'm just going to try 
to prepare for auditions because I, that's the only thing I can do right now. And I, and I was mm-hmm. in a lot of pain to the point where, like, I was a lead player when it came to jazz. So I play a lot of high stuff, a lot of high notes, a lot of shit fast. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, I couldn't really do that anymore because, you know, an all-night salsa gig, it's going to pay you 100 bucks, but you're going to pay two, three hours, yeah. like, going back off and off stage. And I was like, and that's how I made my money on the side. I can't play those gigs because 45 minutes in, I'm like, I'm in serious pain from these fake teeth. Is it to this day still fake? Now, a so, quick question, because I remember you telling me about this at one point. You previously, just as a safety precaution, made a mold of your teeth, right? A- after that. The you thing did is, it after? I, I made, well, I, I didn't at that point. So mm-hmm. at during that time, it was starting to be a thing where people figured out, like, you know, you should start having molds of your teeth. They were telling all the brass players, mm-hmm. like, get a mold of your teeth and then uh, get two molds of them and keep one in, like, a safe in your house in case the house catches fire and also keep one, like, with your parents, your parents and, parents house, yeah. and stuff like that. Because you have to understand, as an instrumentalist, where you are trying to make it into, like, an orchestra or even a big five orchestra, you're trying to do stuff, like, that big. It's like, this is your livelihood. This is how you will provide for your family Mm -hmm. if that stops like you're going to basically only be able to depend on teaching unless you're a pretty damn good composer or you know how to pivot in the music industry which is Mm -hmm. eventually what i did but um most people don't so there's just like you need to make get a mold of your teeth and after i broke my teeth like most of the trumpet players i knew in boston especially your teachers damn go get the molds done now because Mm. this kid's done he just doesn't know yet and I, i don't like, they didn't say that stuff to my face. Only a couple of people who, like, I'm going to say it like this, loved me enough to give me, like, real tough love. Like, it was like, you got a long way back. That's mm-hmm. a basic, like, some teachers just like, no, you could do this. this is like, he's like, no, man, like, you can do this. Like, you've, you've got the game. And some teachers like, you can, you can play the audition. Like, because the audition is 20 minutes. Like, I can prep you for that. You have the skills. You can do this. You've been playing a long time. You understand what things need to sound like. But then if you I book can, it. Yeah. yeah, and I did, and yeah. I get I did get into Manhattan school uh, for grad school. It got all the way to, I want to say two weeks before check in, and I just called him and was like, I need to forego a year, uh, and it was like, why? And I was like, I I just need to make sure that I I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I keep it real. I gave him a bullshit excuse at that time because I just didn't know what I needed to do. But in my mind, I knew like I can't do this shit. Wow. I can't, mm. like, I can't, I was just, I got to that point, I was hanging out at my friend's house, and she's like, you're really good at this, you know, music production stuff, and I know you do a lot of engineering, like, and I know you want to get to Manhattan School, Manhattan School, that was your first choice, you did all this whole year worth of practicing just to do the audition, because you barely could play, and I was just like, so are you going to be happy there? And I was like, I had an apartment, I think mm-hmm. it was Washington Heights or something, and I was like, nah, because I'm still in pain, at a maximum of an hour, like 45 minutes used to be, and I kind of increased it to an hour, but after an hour, I'm in a lot of pain and playing. And I'm like, the long end of this game, if I don't really, really, really get to the point where I could just play without pain, mm-hmm. I'm never going to win a job, mm-hmm. you know? And, wow. he, and I'm never going to excel at a job even if I win because I can fool you enough on an audition, but like, I'm not going to get tenure at a job once they realize like, you can't play that long. Yeah. You know, mm. um, so I got to that point. I was like, I told them I'm not going to come this year. And I put off. And then the next year I put off. And then it was just like, all right, it's been two years. Are you coming? I was like, I can't. So this is, is this the reason <laughs> that you are not a trumpet player today? 
this is this this is the whole reason. This is like this wow. is basically so what like wow. this is yeah. the pivot. This that's is, this okay. was the, this is the this origin was, story that I never knew. I, mean, my, I never knew my, the origin story of Clef Wonder. Yeah, yeah, my orange is still here, right back right here. But like, uh, and I still play like by myself in here. You know, just do warm with up. the lights off, <laughs> solemnly, <laughs> solemnly. But no, I still. So do. one one might say that this <laughs> sequence of events is the reason that we were blessed with nails, hair, hips, heels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we would not that. have there a nail, hair, oh, hips, heels. Not at all. If it's, it was at, to keep it one hundred, yeah, mm-hmm. we will yeah. not because we dope would not exist because we dope formed uh, six months after that, about nine months after that. Wow. wow. So basically, because so at that point when I made that decision, I'm not going to Manhattan school. I had then made the point that I was going to Berkeley for um, music production, engineering, and music synth. So I had to do the first semester because they don't let you do shit there for some reason. Even if you got degrees until you've been there a semester, it's just taking your money. Sorry, sorry, Berkeley, but that's what you'll do. Um, so and then you apply for NP&E and Synth. That's like basically the best departments to go there for. To, um, you know, just keeping 100. Um, He's biased, though, but it's still true. I'm super biased. But, but it's also true. NP&E and Synth, I don't even know what they, they Synth, they call it something different now. Um, but uh, it's dope. But yeah, so... That's how I met Kofi and Q. So I had a class with Q, mm-hmm. um, and me and Q was in hip hop production. I'm like, I just we just take this stuff just because you just you're just trying to get A so you can get into the actual music production engineering program, do stuff. So you just like, and the person who's teaching this class is somebody who I went to school with at NEC. Uh, shout out Alonzo Harris, who's actually hers, her the musician, her music director. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow. so and that's how we met her. Gabby before she was her when she was like 13 years old. So because wow. of him and he was me and Q's teacher and I went to school with him in undergrad. And at the same time, I had a different class with mm. Kofi with Susan Rogers, who turned out to be our mentor, who formed We Dope out of the three of us. Basically, we formed it, but she basically ment- mentored us while we were cultivating a sound. And actually, if you're thinking about it, more so, importantly, me and my daughter are in a commercial with her right now <laughs> for Nationwide Insurance. Oh, swear to God. Yeah, not Oh, I thought she'd been oh, Susan Rogers. You talking about her. I was like, nah, her. You ain't in a commercial oh, with wow. Susan Rogers. Like she, uh, I just, I just, right, wanted, bro, this is, so, I just uh, wanted to sign on my daughter. She's amazing. We're in a commercial it. with her. Hey. It's really sweet. Nation. No, can't see that. We, yeah. love, we, we love a girl dad. We love a girl dad. She's so sweet. Can't see that song. But Sorry. yeah, so that, that, that's that's a that's a story. That's Bro, a that whole, was a great thing. That you was for sharing great. that because that was actually vulnerable. I, I, I didn't even like every time we that was an origin out, story for your origin story for you. Were, every time I hang out with him, like I've known <laughs> Carl longer than anybody yeah. dang near. And like mm-hmm. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, so I saved President Bush from choking one. What? <laughs> About. Yeah, it, it like. Why wouldn't you mention that? I for, I forget that you lived like twenty six years of life before yeah, I met you. So I'm learning new shit all the time. I didn't know that y'all two were friends from school. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I literally was yeah. like, oh, this dude Calvin, he met, you know, they met in L. A. or some yeah, shit. Nah, mm-hmm. Pretty cool. You know, picked him up on the side of the I street. Mean, yeah. I was in front of a Seven Eleven. That was good. <laughs> um, he was. I was like, hey, Mister. That's um, a great man. That's a but, great. Uh, would you say that was your rock bottom? No, nah, I wouldn't say that. that I, I can't recall exactly how I felt since it was like almost 18 years ago. But I know that at, there was a point in time where I was like, you know, a lot of my family, when they listen to this, they're not going to know this. I want to say there's like two or three people that in my family that actually knew this was going on and probably not even to the magnitude. I know like there's my cousin Mark that knew like he was talking to me the whole time while I was actually relocating. 
to New York. I mean, obviously there's Vilray because you know why I was there, and then it's my roommates and stuff like that. My mother knew all of the details macro, like they knew all the things that actually happened, but she didn't have any actual details of emotions and things mm-hmm. happening really going on because all she knew was just like shit is hitting the fan. You're gonna have to make some decisions in life soon. Um, so, but you know, she stuck through it and just you know let me deal with it how I was gonna deal with it. But and so can't say that I was like for sure suicidal because I don't know if anyone saw me being suicidal. I just like it could have just been a moment for this. It for me, I always look at it like a bad night out of mm. all a series Interesting. Of, of bad months. It was a whole bunch of bad months, and then there was just one night that was just like I didn't have it. I didn't really have it that night. So and um and it was just it wasn't one thing. It was yeah. so many things. It was just like because like. Coming from where I come from, it's just like, I basically have been in a fully decided musician at, at that point for the last uh, 10 years. Because mm-hmm. I'm like maybe 20 years old, 21 years old at this point. And I'm like, since at 10 or 11, this is like when I've actually made the decision of being a professional musician in some form. I was going to was going to go to law school anyway, but I was... As far as what I was, my profession was, I decided pretty much around eleven because at that point I just chose to go to arts only and uh, stuff like that. And then, um, so and I'm just thinking like, I don't know if I can do this shit anymore because like I had these dreams. I was going to be in this orchestra. I was going to work my way up from this orchestra if I had to. And then once I got this orchestra, then I was going to wait until I got tenure and this is what I do. This is where I'm going to live. I'm going to live out here. I'm going to move to Canada. Yeah, you, you had it all laid out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that it makes was sense. Just, and it was just like, you fuck know, your plans. God, yeah, yeah, God, God said God, fuck God was, your plans. God was stepping in and was just like, some... you are not <laughs> going to do any of this. Yeah. And then I had a teacher. I thought uh, all of this was intentional. I literally was up for like, oh, Carl wanted to do, I did not know it was a whole career shift. Yeah. Yeah. My my, I had a, I had a, and you know what? Some people are gonna take this the wrong way, but I had I a really good, and I'm gonna shout them out just because I don't like people taking it negatively. But mm-hmm. I had a teacher uh, that I, well, I'm not gonna say he was no, like my say teacher. his name. He wasn't my teacher because I actually had other uh, teachers like Steve Emery and uh, Schluter in the um, Boston. Oh, Schluter. And, um, but um, isn't it Ben Wright who's in the Boston Symphony Orchestra right now? Uh, and, you know, world class trumpet player um, and teacher in Boston for sure. Um, he gave me a lot of the stuff I needed to hear, mm-hmm. especially during that time. Cause even before he was just, he would just let me know like, it's not a lot of black people in this industry. I'm just going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. And, and he wasn't saying it as it like, from any form of race. Join. He's giving yeah. you straight up facts. Like these are endowed chairs Endowed chairs. mean, there are people paying for us to sit in them and play this ridiculous music all the time. Like, this is why we don't play a lot of new things because we have to play what all the old people want us to play every mm-hmm. year. Um, and they come from a time and a place where they're not used to seeing black people up on the stage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and that's basically what he says. He's like, not that you can't be black in a big five orchestra, not that you can't be black in any orchestra. He's just saying like, it's already that working against you and you just broke all your teeth. Mm-hmm. So basically he's just like, you already had this mountain to climb, but for some reason now you aren't. You're trying to go to the moon. Yeah. So, not saying you can't get to the moon, 
But how sorry. bad do you want to go to the <laughs> mic? Basically, yeah, how that's bad really what you it want comes it, how, down he was to. Like, how yeah. bad do you really want it? Because I bet that's great that he made you fully yeah. aware yeah, yeah, of what yeah. you're up against. Like, yeah. He let me know. He's just like, I'll take a hard truth not, over a soft lie any day. Yo, yeah. It was a hard truth. He was just like, you can make this decision if you want to, but it's a long hill. Like even when you go to grad school and when you get out, like you might end up being a professional student. You might have to go to get this degree, get this degree, just to stay in school. So because you may not have a job to pay student loans back. Yep. So you just have to stay, keep getting back in school until you win a job. And you might not win a job for 10 years from now. And I'm Damn. already 21. And I'm like, and that's not uncommon. Some people don't win jobs in their 20s. Yeah. You know, so I was like, and he's like, yeah, you working back from injury. You got all this stuff. You black. Which is really, it just really poses the question again, how bad do you want it? It's not yeah. like someone discouraging he's you. He's not. He's no, just real. like, hey, this is, this is what it is. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, and I know he was always looking out for me like that yeah. because in real life, I'm just keep it 100. He, I couldn't afford to pay him lessons at, for a while because I couldn't even afford to work at that time. So he would, like, I would actually do labor with him to pay off my lessons. Mm -hmm. And no, it wasn't like the labor, like, him just sitting around drinking iced tea while I raked his leave. This dude was like, we're going to paint the house. So I was like, cool. And this dude would take his shirt off and we will just, like, we will both paint his house. Yeah, but anyway, enough about me. Let's uh, let's 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 keep it light. Let's keep it light. Let's keep yeah, it light. Keep it oh, thank you for sharing that. Though, no, thank you for sharing. What about you? What you think? What you think? I feel like um, so. I've never really thought about quitting music because I don't have any other skills. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's true. I don't do anything else. It's true. <laughs> However, oh. I will say that I I felt like um, or I feel like I quit. I had to quit my relationship with music and how it, like how the current dynamic and how it was, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like cool. I could say that way better, but essentially I feel like my introduction to the music industry mm -hmm. was like freelance writer, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to work myself into like producer fees, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like working with like young artists with like rich parents mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that whole like, sector of creating music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like having to answer to like managers and like there was just this hierarchy of like opinions and taste makers and stuff that I had to answer mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Um. So I feel like in my early 20s, I just realized like, wow, like I, I've gotten deep in this. This is not what I came here for, but I got deep in this just by way of like wanting to pay my bills and wanting to have a uh -huh. career in music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. So for me there was kind of an era where I was just wandering. You know what I'm saying? Where I did, in a sense, quit music. Where I was just like, you know what? Like, I would rather go out here and drive Uber, you know what I'm saying, for eight hours a day just to yeah. make sure my bills are covered and I can just take on whatever creative projects inspire me. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then it ended up turning into, honestly, just me driving Uber all the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There was definitely yeah. a season where I wasn't really doing sessions or, you know, wasn't really plugged into the industry. And then there was a point in time where I was like, yo, I kind of like this regular shit. Like, Mm -hmm. This is kind of nice. Yeah, like, being basic is cool. Not basic. Oh, that's the that's the derogatory <laughs> word. Like just like I like. <laughs> Wait, being basic is cool. No, that's funny. <laughs> being basic is derogatory. It's like damn. Yeah. I liked what I felt like was normalcy at that time. Like I liked being able to just do busy work and to check out to know exactly where my bag was coming from. Okay. And there was a point where, and also too, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, kind of like early to mid twenties and. I, I kind of went through the spiritual phase too, like kind of kind of touching mm. on some of the stuff we talked on on yeah. the on the uh, the um, narcissism episode, but just like mm. just the idea of like who am I? Yeah. What is an identity? 
You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Am I just conditioned to be this way? Mm-hmm. Is this just my trade and I'm identifying with my trade? You know, like there was just mm-hmm. this whole series of questions that I was asking myself. Yeah. Um, so there was this, there was definitely a time where I would I would identify as an Uber driver. That's what I would tell people. I'd just be like, what do, they'd be like, what you do you did, do? I'm like, I did, drive Uber. You did do that for a minute. Man. I didn't even want people to yeah. know I did music. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to experience just, just that. life. Yeah, just life. You know what I'm like saying? Like you went from Jay Light to Jay Dark. And it wasn't that oh, bad. Geez. It wasn't. No. It was. <laughs> Sorry. Jay Dark. <laughs> it sounds bad when you repeat it. Like that, that's going to be. It sounds bad when you repeat Jay Dark out there already. No, nah, it was. There might but be. I, what I will say is that, like, it was a season that really filled my cup. You know what I'm saying? And then once it was done, it was like, okay, this is for the birds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, once, I, once I got a taste of it and I was like, okay, I'm really dependent on this and like, okay, like I, I know what this is about and especially just starting to experience like, you know, people talking down to you in, in your car. You know what I'm Whoa. saying? Like, yeah, like as an yeah. Uber driver, bro, people talk crazy. They talk a lot. Okay. Crazy. This is like the first time crazy. that I'm held in that regard where people are looking at me as like, the help, you know, and granted, oh, I don't yeah. subscribe to that, but I'm just saying that's like, you know, what I'm saying what they were kind of people who take Ubers to be. Uh, uh, oh, God. slight segue. I, Go ahead. I, I don't want to. I don't want to segue off that, but I, I'll just say one. It cracks me up the mm-hmm. hierarchy you can be having about someone who has a car. Yeah, do <laughs> and damn, you are taking a pool. With other people right. sacrificing whatever time needed, because I guess your time's not that precious, to save the two dollars and seventy-two cents just because you can share that pool with someone who didn't shower that day. But you're <laughs> yeah. going to—it's actually required that you don't. Yeah, but you—you're yeah. going to judge the driver who has the car, who could at any point say, "Get out! I'm, yeah. I'm going to do something else." Yeah, Versus we have to you. Can't get to where you're going without this motherfucker. We definitely have to have a. <laughs> so like, I'll just let you. I just gonna say that, but yeah, go back. And we we definitely have to have a gig job episode because I want to. Oh, oh yeah, my God. we should talk like, about that for sure. Oh, gig job. Yeah. Oh, that's my gonna God. be an episode. That's gonna yeah. be a that's whole gonna... episode. I'm gonna teach but, you how to survive and thrive. Yeah, not for <laughs> in sure. L. A. But um, so yeah, like I definitely had my season where it gave me a lot of peace and solace to mm. think about the idea that I could quit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually, right. okay. like, held on to I that. Like, like that. you know what? I don't have to do music. I don't have to, like, like that. be wildly successful. I could, like, just live my life and, yeah, like, and, like that... have great relationships and, like, have find activities and hobbies that I... Like, I, like it was just very... Because I, I feel like growing up, I was a very high achiever. I held myself to a very high bar. Every year after I was eight years old and I wasn't Michael Jackson, I failed. Like, that's kind of, like, oh. that was my paradigm. And then, yeah. like, even my introduction to you know, um, my career path, it was like 16 years old, you know, going booking the second audition that I ever did, you know, booking a series of acting jobs, like Mm -hmm. it it being super cool, like being somebody from San Diego, being on TV screens and then coming to LA and I'm on 106 and parking. I very much so like had this, you know, crazy standard that I, that I felt like I had to live up to. Mm -hmm. And it was very freeing and liberating to be like, or you could just be you. Yeah, <laughs> or you could just you know drive around all say, day and let the wind yeah. take you where I it was, takes you. I yeah. would definitely say one of the best like mental changes I had is when I had to differentiate what I do from who I was. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was a big thing because like I didn't even used to actually. I, I love music. I'm just a musician by nature, but I wouldn't even like send out music to people because it was like I, the music was too much of me, and so if you didn't like my song, you didn't like me. 
Yeah. And so I couldn't I couldn't accept that. And I was like, no, like, people don't like Beyonce songs. Yeah. It's okay. It doesn't take away from who she is. And a song ain't who she is. Right. It's just something that she makes. Nah. And like, yeah. I learned that actually when I started acting, you know, as an actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I'm an I'm a artist ding, and ding, an actor. As an right. actor and musician. If you caught what he was going to say it, you have now <laughs> won the <laughs> opportunity <laughs> of hearing it again. It's been a minute since I've been able to call that back. No, but, right. um, but doing both like acting, because with acting, it's all this other character. I'm never like, I'm rarely ever who I'm portraying. And so I brought that energy into my music and it was so freeing. It was like, Yo, this is just something I'm doing. Like, mm, you don't yeah. know me because I wrote you like a song. You maybe know a little chunk of me. Yeah. But there's a billion more chunks. So you, what do you can you say you know? And so once that it was like, oh yeah, like you because I think a lot of times when you don't have that, you're now your success or failure in a field is I'm a success or failure. No, that's yeah. just this season of this thing that you're doing now. Yeah. It's not an indication of who you or what your worth is or who you are. And, and it's so freeing when you had that. So I really definitely agree with that. Nah, for sure. Our first t-shirts to go on sale will say, as an actor, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's funny. And that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, <laughs> as an actor and musician, I think you have to put both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. No, that's a separate shirt. That's so funny. Yeah. As an actor is the $18 shirt. The $24 <laughs> shirt is acting as an actor, actor and, and musician. That's so, hilarious. You know. Yeah. But no, so I would say that, you know, that's that's probably the closest thing that I experienced to quitting, and it wasn't a negative connotation at all. I feel it was a huge part of me finding my identity, identity, and like mm -hmm. re redefining, mm -hmm. you know, what success looked like for me. And I feel like when I emerged from that place, it was like it was honestly ridiculous how things organically fell into place for me. When I did decide, like, all right, I'm gonna come back to LA. I was living out in Hammett for a little while. I went out yeah, to I went out to Atlanta for like a month. Like uh -huh. I was just flowing. I was doing spoken word yeah. poetry, which is you know, the only reason I say that's a thing because is because I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I was just trying uh -huh. to find it. I was trying to figure out not so, find you know, who you were. I mean, and I don't know, that sounds deep and everything, but it's like, especially when you're in the creative field, you do need to find out like, okay, hold on, who am I? Because these people are paying me to portray this thing. Yeah. But is that actually me? And and you're getting paid good money sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hold up, am I this thing that I'm getting paid for? Especially when you're young. Yeah. It's like, dude, you don't even necessarily know better to do a degree. Like, oh, this is me. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference? Who is me separate of this stuff that I'm doing? I had no idea, bro. I thought I did, but I really had no idea. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my identity and self-worth was totally tied to um the level of like the accolade at that time you know what it's I'm saying? funny and That's i was true. a young man too like granted Accolades, you know there's sure. I, the grace for it was like it is who i was was who i thought i was going to be coming out of high school you know mm -hmm. so i think everyone needs that you know gap in time where you really figure that shit out i tell you uh well my stories aren't as interesting as y'all's but <laughs> thankfully y'all stories was eight weeks long so it was <laughs> I don't have to be that interested. I feel bad, though. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but I, okay, unlike y'all, I actually was, like, flat out about to quit. It wasn't no, like, uh, you know, I was about to check out or uh, I just wanted to expand. No, I was about to quit this shit, for real. <laughs> flat the hell out. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. The first one, um, and this isn't, I don't know, if, if you're a producer and you've experienced this, you'll understand my pain. If you're not... You won't. At a certain point, I was only making beats. I was just Calcutta beat producer and everything. I made beats. I was I beating it up. Boom, all. boom. Oh, really? <laughs> Jeez. I came in the game making beats um, because uh, the, the band that me and uh, Clef were in, um, if we wanted to play songs off of the radio, we had to score them out. Mm. And so 
I scored out a couple of songs. Um, Try Again by Aaliyah and what was the other one? Um, Don't Know What You Got, Janet Jackson, produced by Jay Dilla, which he didn't really get credit for, and also featuring Q-Tip. Anyway, um, so <laughs> quick, quick D- little DJ story. liner notes. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I was just making beats and everything. It was going great. Everybody was loving my beats. And at one point, I can't remember what happened, but this is before I knew the importance of backups and something happens in my computer and every beat i had ever made oh, wow. was gone yeah i will not tell that you funny. i just remember being like after trying everything i just remember just crying in the fetal position like crying Dang. like it was such a pain because it was like the especially when you're younger your beats are like your kids it's like this is all i got mm-hmm. and i started i was getting some traction too and everything and it was just like I could I I honestly I went on a sabbatical. I just couldn't make anything. I couldn't even try for like three months, and it was just so bad and whatnot. And I think that eventually, I think it was in New York at this time. But eventually, I booked. Oh, actually, yeah, I booked like a voiceover job, and I was like, well, let me get a computer and everything because my computer had died and stuff. And I got a computer. I got a good deal on it and everything. And um, you know, started and I made a track. And I and I maybe got the computer for two or three hundred dollars. It was like an HP. It was cheap. I still mm-hmm. have it actually. I think. And um, the first beat I made on it, I ended up selling that beat for like five hundred dollars. Uh. And I was like, "I nigga, you back? Hey, try to keep me away." But so I was, and that was that's that, all, that's that all re- you needed. That's that all you needed to flame. It was just like you know what, like because I really did enjoy it, but it was. Really, it was just like Calvin. I talked to myself. I was like, Calvin, you <laughs> just gotta, you, you gotta back up. It's these things called hard drives. You gotta have a backup. And this, you know, before clouds and stuff, which oh um, yeah, he's the king of this. Um, but you know, I, ever since then, I have backups of stuff. I mean, going back too far. I actually have too much information now. I'm like, okay, I did. I'm not gonna finish this beat. There Let me no just delete thing. it. That's too true. There's no such thing. But um, so that was one time. It was that was bad. I was so hurt. I think the other time, let me see. And I didn't, it wasn't, okay, this one, I don't know if this counts as a really quitting music, but it kind of does. So after, you know, well, during college, I was uh, interning at Def Jam. And then the next year I interned at Atlantic Records and then started working at Atlantic Records and everything. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, But then I graduated and like every connection I had, I was trying to do work and actually work. I'm like, I'm out of school now, blah, blah, blah. And nothing was happening. It was mm-hmm. just, it was just cold trail. Mm-hmm. But then like, you know, uh, I, my, I had a job on set on TV show, on a TV show, like ha- handing out food. It was called craft service, if you know. And um, <laughs> it was, it was called, it's, it's still, still, called, it's still, it's called, still called, it's still called craft service. service. <laughs> uh, but no. And so I'm doing that and everything. And like every door is opening for me. Like I'm the lowest person on the totem pole. The director and producer of this show is on NBC, is like from the same city I just graduated college from. He's still my mentor to this day. I'm just chatting with some random woman on set. We hit it off. It turns out to be Brooke Shields. She's the lead actress on the set. And wow. you'd be, she you'd is be surprised how often he just happened to be talking, be talking to, talking to people like, oh, hey. Because they white. <laughs> the gift of like, hey, what's up? He don't like, know white actors. And I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. At the <laughs> like, time, I really didn't. So I literally, <laughs> he don't know I literally asked one of my coworkers, I'm like, yo, who is that tall, beautiful woman that I was like, chatting just, with? And he was like, mm-hmm. He, this is his words, not mine. He was like, Nick, are you retarded? I'm like, Nick, what? Who is she? He's like, bro, that's Brooke Shields. She just started the show. 
No, no, no. But uh, where was I in the story? Oh, yeah. So, no, I just had all of this favor from all of these people in acting and whatnot. And then somebody on set was like, hey, I got this acting school. You know, you should like maybe sign up. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to act right now. I'm doing music and stuff. He's like, I mean, you can act at the same time. I'm like, no. And he was just very persistent. Shout out to uh, Daryl Sledge. Um, and then one day he came to me and said, like, yo, you can audit my class if you want. And I was like, you need, like, an accountant or something? He was like, no, like, audit. <laughs> that means to, like, sit in. I didn't know. Oh, it means to sit green. in. I was green. I know I'm on set. I don't know nothing. But um, it means just to sit in on the class and just, uh, you know, audit if you like it or not. And I did. And everybody was super talented. And I was like, well, if I can learn how to act half as good as these people, I can make some money. Turns out I was right. Um, but at that point, it was just like, I remember just being really upset because I wanted to do music really bad. But everything, like the waves of my life was going towards acting. And I remember just like praying about it and being mad and everything. And mm. I was like, oh, God, why? Why? I want to do music. Why? And you know, he was just sitting there like, wow, that's a good, some good drama right there. I think that's going <laughs> to serve you well. Go ahead, little Negro. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. And so I, I didn't stop music altogether, but I stopped like producing around that time. And I just, I would just like work on my songwriting. So I was up for like, okay, I knew I had to focus on music to get any type of, sorry, I know I had to focus on acting to really get any headway in it. And I wasn't going to be able to really pursue both. So I laid music down and whatnot and went full throttle for acting and stuff. And that was just really hard to do. But then mm -hmm. when I moved out to LA, it was like, you know, I met some people, started going to some open mics. Now I'm doing the artist thing out here. And it was like, oh, snap, this is going well. Now, like the songs I had written, now I'm not just doing beats. Now I'm writing full songs. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I started my first show as a performer was in Malibu at the Sunset. It's mm -hmm. a little restaurant in Malibu. Mm -hmm. And it came about because one of my friends, I was in this play. Now I'm acting. And one of my friends mm -hmm. was like, oh, you do music, right? We need somebody to open up for us at this thing and whatnot. You want to perform? It's like in two months. I was like, yeah. He's like, you got a band? I was like, yeah. I had no band. I had never performed before. <laughs> I just said, yeah. Like, a yeah, leapt out of me. I just said, yes. Mm -hmm. And a month, I had a band. They knew three of my songs. And then we performed. And I was like, oh, this is lit. Mm. Oh, I could do this. Mm -hmm. And so it took me to a whole nother thing. And so I came back from that just by trusting the second one. The first one, I came back by just, you know, trying one more time. And it, you know, worked out. And I was like, okay, okay, I got it. The second time... It was more so by trusting God, really, to like, okay, you know, you brought this. This is your gift that you gave me. Mm -hmm. If you gave it to me, I can set it down. Because it was like so abundantly clear, like, nigga, try acting. <laughs> try yeah, it. Yeah, Give it a shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't want to, honestly. I wasn't trying to do that. It's not what I wanted to do. But I was like, you know, I'm so glad that I had enough faith to just follow that. Because I feel like I would have just been another frustrated entertainer in New York just trying to fight against the waves of life. Yeah. It's one thing. I mean, I'm talking about good opportunities. I had whereas I had all this op all these relationships in music at the time, nothing was happening. I had zero relationships in acting. Everything's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, let me let me not fight against this. So got to go with the flow. Exactly. Learn yeah. and then that way. I know sometimes like we you know, are like, "Oh, you want to do this thing, you have to have passion, but also like you have to be smart." Right. Like go to clearly you should try this like this might be a little nudge like hey try it out now like you know i do music and everything and music's been paying me more and more money every year but let me tell you acting has sustained me mm. i don't have to have like a nine to five and everything because i be having checks rolling in from jobs i did months ago 
Right. It's a blessing. So like I'm glad I could do both yeah. uh-huh. and everything now. But so you know, really, and then I came out, man. I'm the I done did so much music stuff and have so much more to do. Just like by not being scared of okay, setting it down. Like, cause then right. being able to set it down really did help me to make that distinguishing. Like, oh, actually, hold up. I I make music, but I'm not music. Yeah. It's just something that I do. But I do. It's, it's not, not it doesn't define do, me in and of itself. Yeah. No, for real. Cause like, and also, man, I, acting made me such a better musician. I couldn't write songs that, that I'm writing now if I hadn't been acting. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't learned to like actually touch and tap into emotions, what? Mm-hmm. My stage presence, everything is different. Everything is elevated because of me actually just mm-hmm. trusting the process and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly forgot about the how we came back from it part. I don't think I included that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all was, you showed us Day Dark, but you didn't show us Day Light. Show us. The quitting joint. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I got to get re in touch with my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So essentially, I was kind of like out in the wilderness. And granted, I don't think, again, I don't think I ever fully quit music because I was still like, I did two jingle contests and I, I was just doing. Oh, stuff, my God. That was during saying? your break? That was like during my. You break. were going hard during your break. Damn. But, <laughs> but it was, but again, just talking about like just the flow, you know, the divine current, bro. Like it was literally like things were just popping. Like my homie texted me. He was like, hey, bro, Barnes Firm is doing a jingle contest. You should do this. I was like, oh, cool. Like I'll spend, you know, four hours doing something for that. You know what I'm saying? So there was no like real investment. Like before I was pursuing a career in music proactively, at this point I was just like, oh, I can do that. That sounds fun. That's cool. Yeah, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but in terms of the comeback, um, yeah, I think there was literally just a point where I was like, I can't do this no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this, mm-hmm. this Uber, like having to go out here and drive. <laughs> nah, it, there like, comes it a was, point <laughs> where, and not to cut you off, but I just did, because I'm going to forget it. But yeah. like, there comes a point where, especially those who've done gig jobs or done Uber, you're like, okay. The, the cool thing about my last day, it wasn't the worst day. Yeah. It wasn't my worst day. My worst day of Uber driving, it, it, that's for another episode. Yeah. But, this day, I went out, and that was actually a great day. I talked to some people, and I remember I started feeling sad. Not because anything had happened, because I was like, oh, yeah, this period is over. And I yeah. had some really, I met, I love talking to people and everything, and it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got to let this, I got to lay this down. I've even tried it a couple of times since, to be honest, just yeah. because I missed, because there was a time where I loved it, bro. Yeah, like, There was a time where I was a passionate oh Uber God, driver. I loved bro. the idea of like, I don't know where this is going to take me today. Dude. I don't know who I'm going to meet. Man, All I, 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 I love some... driving anyway. Like, bro, Uber was very liberating for I a while. I actually got a whole manager off of just, I would just talk to people. and <laughs> oh, dude, man. I'm not joking. Yeah. I got a whole one. It was, I ain't going to say the manager neighbor, but I flat out did. And it was great. So there no, were it, time, it wasn't were... no like small time. It was like, yeah. they were big. So, that, so there <laughs> were times, there's been a couple of times even in the recent past where I was like, I'm a, I'm a, Get my information in and go out do a couple Uber shits. And it just, like, I do two rides and I'm like, oh, yeah, this chapter's over. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I- I'm done with this. And but in a good, you know. That, I, I, man, when I. He said, when he was done, he was done. I deleted that app. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I think that the season of quote unquote quitting and quitting, like I said, um, being a thought that I enjoyed. You know what I mean? Like, it was like a season of that, a season of. To your point, Calvin, like creating separation from myself and what I do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To where when I decided, okay, I'm ready to do this, I think it was because I knew I no longer identified that way anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I knew I could come back to it and like have a have a grip on it and it not have a grip on me. 
know yeah. what I'm saying? So I came back and I felt like I was just more so in my power. And like I said, I had an intention. I was like, I want to mm. sign a pub deal this year and literally just exploited the hell out of myself. Like, um, but with a different attitude, but you know, exploited, exploited myself in terms of like just plugging in with every session and every person that I could get in with. Mm. Um, and then from there, just sort of creating, um, creating a momentum and then bada boom, bada bam, bam, bam. Fast forward, right, here we are. You know what I'm saying? Bam, bada boom, bada bam. Well, that's been that's been podcast. We we did that's this. been that's been a podcast. We jumped around on that one. We, we jumped, jumped around. We, we lost around. focus for sure. No 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 no. But it was good, and um, we came back from the brink of death, <laughs> from the brink of identity crisis, and from the brink of quitting that part. Um, so yeah, love it. Set the brink. Um, but anyway, man, my name is Calvin the Second. This is Clef Wonder. That's Jordan, and we are. Post-fade of podcast. That part. <laughs> Bye.